Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back in my home recording space, and this week I've got a little more food for thought for you. You know, every week as I sit down to come up with what I want to talk about for the podcast that week, I reflect back on my week, on what's going on, and I like to talk about things that are pertinent to me and to what's going on at this exact moment. Um, because as I've told you guys far more than once, I don't do these podcasts to talk only to you. I do these podcasts to talk to me too. I often find myself listening to the podcast the next day and <laughs> reminding myself, wow, I really have to take into account those things that I was saying. And this is certainly the truth with what we're talking about this week. So I looked back and about a year ago, I talked about this exact same idea. But to me, it's even more relevant now. Because uh, as, uh, as I was talking about this topic, we were about six, five, five six weeks into uh, being locked down because of COVID. So the situation at that time was was still pretty new. And having to be, what I want to talk about this week, adaptable, at that time, it meant something. But we didn't quite grasp just how important, just how important, excuse me, adaptability would be as we continued to go through the following weeks, the following months, and now over a year later. And obviously, things change every single day with this current situation, um, you know, in terms of the science, in terms of regulations, in terms of regulations and science lining up, uh, you know, uh, for example, here in New York State, uh, we had this interesting thing happen where the CDC announced certain science and they said certain things, and then our government here in New York State decided that they needed to wait and see if they wanted to do exactly what the CDC said. So it, it's been a very fluid situation, and you've had to be very adaptable to survive. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. There's abs- you absolutely had to be adaptable in this situation. It was incredibly important because if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for being adaptable, you'd be stuck doing the same old things. See, to me... Um, I've got some great examples of it right out of my school. Here's what I mean. When when I'm talking about adaptability, it's really easy now as I look back over my school and various different things that we've done throughout the past 14 months or so and how we've done things differently over the course of time and how we've been adaptable. For example, when we (laughs) having to first open back up, and doing things where we uh, were socially distanced in boxes, where everybody had their own bag, where we were doing our jiu-jitsu exclusively on dummies. And over the course of time, that was like our first line in the, uh, our first step, I should say, in that little battle was exactly that, was taking those steps. And it took a little while. It took a little bit for everybody to learn the system, 
how we entered and exited the school with the boxes, you know, how we cleaned up the boxes, um, waiting outside of the school for the time being so that way we didn't, you know, we didn't have crowds inside the school. And then with that being said, people training exclusively by themselves, never interacting with a partner. They're just hitting a bag inside that box. And it was certainly better than, than nothing. It definitely wasn't what we were used to, but we were making the best of the situation at hand. We were being adaptable. If we had waited until we were able to do exactly what we were doing, we'd be waiting till about now. So it would have been over 14 months of sitting around doing nothing, and that's just not our style. So to that end, when it comes to being adaptable, I think that was a great example. We had to be adaptable to get into that situation, to get through what life was, was giving us at that moment. And we found our way through it. And then as time went along, we continually had to adapt things. Right? When we were going from that to being able to do a little bit of partner training, where we did things like I had the kids do a takedown game where one kid was the leader for the class and they were doing their takedown uh, offenses in the air. For example, they'd take a shot for a double leg and all the kids would react and hit a sprawl and so on and so forth. So that way, again, we're getting some, we're getting some timing in there. We're practicing offense and defense. But more importantly, the kids are now interacting with each other interpersonally. Then we took yet another step. Right? We got ourselves to the point where we were uh, where we were doing noodle training, where I had pool noodles and I cut them in half and put tape on them so that way we'd be able to use them and have some modicum of partner training. And again, we had to be adaptable because even that, though it was partner training and though it was similar to what we had done in the past, it was definitely different. So again, it, we had to adapt out of now the pattern we had set with the socially distanced, sitting in a box, only hitting the bag, not interacting with a partner. We had, to, we had to adapt from that now to being able to partner train in those higher levels of class. But when we did, we had to realize that it had been many, many, many months since most everybody had hit pads or held pads. So... To that, uh, to that end, it was a great testament to our adaptability in the school. Right? Did we have what it takes to be able to figure all this out? And man, did people really rise to the challenge. People who had never held pads before were now really getting uh, a handle on, on training with a partner, on using the noodles well to create the, part, the, the uh, targets for their partner and so forth. And it really became a beautiful thing. People were getting to interact with each other again. Kids were getting to interact with each other again. And that was huge. That was a tremendous thing for the kids. And it was tremendous for adults too, don't get me wrong. And of course, there was learning curves along the way as, you know, people were being over-enthusiastic with the way they were swinging the noodles at each other into their punches and some got broken. Some people were holding on to their noodles with a kung fu death grip, uh, trying to crush the life out of the noodle as they held it, causing the noodles to break. But even still, it only had happened a handful of times we were able to really get some awesome training out of it. And it was a great stride in the right direction. And now, once again, 
uh, things have changed yet again for us. The guidelines are different. So we're able to do even more in the school. It was really, really interesting as we're doing these things to watch people be adaptable to the new way of doing things. I, right, for example, now my lobby is open to parents. And 14 months ago, my lobby was filled all the time. Every single class, you'd see at least two-thirds of the parents for the kids that were on the mat were in the lobby. And they'd be watching the class, or they'd be hanging out with some of the other parents that they knew. And they'd be enjoying the experience as much as their children. So it was a beautiful thing that we had. But now, for 14 months, the parents have adapted to not coming in the building to watching on the camera that I, that I put up for them, where now they can sit in their cars or at home or, in, or uh, you know, at Starbucks or whatever and watch the class on the camera app on their phone. And they adapted to that. And it was funny how over, you know, in the beginning, it took a little while for parents to come back. I, you know, just today I had like a real group of parents watching one of the classes. It was the first time I had like a real group again. And, you know, Kids are now showing off for their parents a little more. Parents are, you know, laughing along with the class, and seeing how well their kids are shining, seeing how their kids are responding to the positivity of the program, to the positive attention that they're getting. It's really, really wonderful to watch parents adapt back into that. It's interesting to watch kids adapt to the change in, in entry system, you know, as opposed to since the kids were in a box, I had them, you know, bringing all their stuff into the box with themselves. So, like, if they went into their box, their shoes went with them, their gear bag went with them, their jacket went with them. Now that's not happening. Now they're putting all their stuff on the rack, and then they're coming onto the mat, and once they're onto the mat, then, you know, they're on their spot. Nothing came with them unless they brought a gear bag, in which case it gets stowed in a specific spot. But it was funny how it like blew some kids' minds to, to do something different than what they had done. And the, the beginning is full of learning process where I'm going slow and I'm letting kids in, you know, taking them each through the process individually. So that way they really learn it and understand it. And before too long, not only will they have it, they'll be teaching the kids who don't know it what to do. And as newer students come into the school, they'll be able to simply follow the example of those that are more experienced than them, the kids that I'm now teaching. But that's what we have to remember. Being adaptable, being able to stick with this change in things, there's not really a negative to it. I mean, sure, people will say, like, you know, there's a downside to changing just for somebody else. Okay, I'll give you that a little bit, but... That's not really what I'm talking about here. Instead, you know, there's that old expression about when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. That's very true, but it goes beyond that. In life, we have to constantly be able to adapt to the situation. If we can't, life can throw us for a lot of loops. There's a great many pitfalls that life is going to throw our way. I mean, think about it. 14 months ago, I had to lock the doors to my business. That was crazy. That was insane. That was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. And not knowing 
what was going to happen. I had to be adaptable. And right on the fly, that very day, I was doing a class on Zoom. That day. Why? Because I wanted people to have their training as soon as possible. I wanted people to be still in the program, even if they weren't able to be in the building. I couldn't just lay there and wait for whatever answers might come that didn't come for quite a while, to be honest. I had to be adaptable. And then, even now, it's funny, you know, when you're planning to change your systems up in your school, for example, in a place like mine where, you know, now the tape is up, now we're entering the mat a little differently, this, that, the other. When you're doing all that, you plan as much as you can out ahead of time. And you think about things and you think you can make them work. And then you try it. And once you try it, you realize, oh, that's not going to work like I thought it was going to work. So I have to be adaptable. I have to be ready to change my plan. See, where people go wrong is they get married to one idea, to one strategy, to one thought. And they're not able to move with it. And because they're not able to move with it, they're not able to continue to move forward. They get stuck by circumstance. Circumstance ruins their progress faster than anything else ever can. Right? You see this sometimes in the world of mixed martial arts. Like if you look at the world of fighting. When you see a fighter who is so, so stuck on their game plan, you know, they have a plan A and that's it. They don't have a plan B or C or D. And they are so married to plan A that when it's not working, they can't for the life of them figure out what to do. You know, for example, let's say they came out and their plan was to wrestle with the guy, to take him down. And when that's not working, they don't have the tools in their toolbox. They don't have the ability to adapt and suddenly start striking with this person. They don't have the ability to drag the person to the ground. Oh, they, they couldn't shoot and take him down, so now they're going to lock up with the person and trip them or they're going to hit you know, uh, an underhook throw or something like that. Or, you know, even pull guard. You know, they don't have any of those tools to get somebody where, where they might want them. Right? And when plan A is not working, they don't have another plan to go to. So they're desperately trying to take this person down. Where now the gap they're taking them down from is too far away. Their shots are getting more telegraphed. And it's usually only a matter of time before that fighter gets caught by a strike or a submission. Why? They weren't adaptable. Right? We see this, I mean, in the broadest sense, we see this in the world. When, when, when an animal doesn't adapt to its environment, it dies out. And the more adaptable versions of that animal live on. Right? It's why we have so many of the things that we have and why we don't have so many of the things that we used to have as humans. Right? Listen, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of pride, with having some pride in your ideas or having some pride in your plan or, or, or any of that. There's no pride in, in having, there's no, rather I should say, no issue in being attached to the plan that you had to get yourself to where you want to be. But sometimes the cards just don't get on, uh, just don't get dealt the way that we think that they're going to. And because they don't get dealt the way that we think they're going to, we have two choices. We can either 
look at the cards on the table and try to force them to play the way that we want them to play, which probably isn't going to work. Sometimes you're just going to pull the square peg. And because you're going to pull that square peg, you're going to have to find a way to get it in. You can't continue to try to force it into the round hole. You got to find the square hole to put that peg in. You got to find another way to get that peg in there. It's the only way it's going to work. Right? So we could choose to try to force things to work. And usually when you force it, it's garbage. Right? It never comes out well. Right? You can think about anything in life that you try to force. You try to force it, it doesn't come out well. Right? Think about it like in interpersonal relationships. If you've been in an interpersonal relationship for too long, where you should have ended the relationship sooner, and you find yourself trying to force yourself to stick it out for whatever reason, what happens to that relationship? It doesn't end peacefully and nicely. It ends, it becomes garbage because you tried to force it to work. Right? You weren't adaptable to the situation. You held on to the, the old plan for too long. So to that end, the other choice that you have when life deals you cards that you didn't plan on seeing, you, got, you can play those suckers. You can find the way to make a strategy that'll work for the cards that you're being dealt. We can't control everything that life will throw at us. And you know, I'm a great one sometimes for needing a reminder of that, that we can't control everything that's going to happen to us. We just can't. But what we, what we can focus on, what we can try to make happen, is not fighting tooth and nail against the circumstances that we're given, because that doesn't work well. Instead, be adaptable. Roll with those punches, so to speak. Right? Find your way to take what life is giving you and make it work. It really, really can happen. I mean, you look at how so many businesses revolutionize themselves when it, with the light uh, of the circumstances they were dealt this past 14 months. Certainly the truth. In life, we've got to do the same. In all of our life. Okay. We're, try we're getting our way after a goal. The way we planned on, not happening the way we planned it. That's okay. Life is not meant to go according to plan. It'd be lovely if it did, but it does not always. So life not meant to go according to plan. But what it was meant is to be lived. And sometimes living means changing your plan to go with the things that life deals you. And that's okay. The destination can stay the same. That's fine. But the method to get there may change. And that doesn't make it any less special. It doesn't affect it at all. Just bend with what life gives you. Roll with it. Find your way to land what you want to land. Find your way to get where you want to get. Find the way to your success. It's always there. You just have to be adaptable to the circumstances life throws you. So that's all I have for you guys today. Before I let you go, I want to remind you that Sarah's One Minute Challenge is still going on. I know I dropped a couple of gauntlets to people who will be listening to this podcast. Uh, I know that some people told me they'd be taking the challenge, and I haven't seen their videos as of yet. I'm looking at you, Lexi and Hamid, and everybody else that I challenged. So make sure you get those videos up for me. 
right, take the challenge. Other than that, uh, you find me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore Leonelli. Find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. When we go on to my school, you can go to tsksmithtown.com. Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. We are on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast at TS, excuse me, at TS Smithtown Podcast on Instagram. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the mat.